Hey, you guys, you're going to want to listen all the way through on this episode because we're going to get some answers. Like the answer Julia Roberts gave to a question she's never been asked before. Yeah, and the answer to a question that Kelly will be asked about the name of Jerry Horner's new book, Frosty Queen of the Jungle. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. 90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Hyland. Oh, hey, Kel. Hi, Sharon. Normally, I'd say, hey, Adam, too. And in this particular circumstance, it's my fault that we are not saying hey to Adam because I have a typewriter that thinks it's a computer (laughs) or a computer that thinks it's it's a typewriter. Anyways, Adam is on his merry way to have a nice uh, rest of his day. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's me and Kelly taking you through all things 90s. Like a nice story for moving on for Bob Saget's widow. Yep. I know it sounds sad to say it, but it is a nice story. I will tell you who uh, barely recognizes himself after six years of sobriety. Also, Julia Roberts answers a question that surprisingly she's never been asked before, uh, which is kind of similar to when you think of Kelly's trivia. <laughs> <laughs> surprisingly, we've never been asked these questions before, but she'll, she'll test us. Oh, she'll test us. Um, and I'll take you down a musical memory lane with your 90s rewind. And you know what? There's news about one of our faves and yep. big news about her new book. So since it's spicy in nature, <laughs> let's start there, Kel. We're talking about Spice Girl Jerry Horner. Mm-hmm. Ginger. Ginger Spice. Uh, so she's written another book, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh... It's uh, I always forget the title because it's it's got a powerful title in the in the character. It's like I'm going to say it, it's not Falcon Frost, but it's like Frosty Lady or something. Like. <laughs> and because my computer has acted like such a a swear word, um, I don't have the document open. But while you talk about something yeah. else, I will get it. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I I know it's it's really awesome for me, and I think for so many people to know that Ginger Spice is an author. And like a best-selling yeah. author, from what I gather. So, well, the the book that she's written, of course, is Rosie Frost and the Falcon Queen. So you were kind of <laughs> right there. <laughs> so close. What I call her, Falcon Frost, Rosie yeah. Falcon. Falcon Crest. Wasn't that a great show in the early nineties? <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> so the fun news about this for uh, Jerry is that she's neither confirming nor denying the possibility of it being made into a movie. Which means a movie's coming. Which totally means a movie's coming. Because yeah. uh, <laughs> why wouldn't you be able to deny it yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't? You yeah. know, you'd be allowed to do that because you're a grown-up. Yeah. Um, whether or not she'll be in it remains to be seen. What she said about that, that she says, I don't know if I'd star in it, but that when I write, I definitely think of characters that I can see someone playing. So maybe she's foreseen a role for herself. I think if I were to write books like that, I would totally write myself a character. Oh, I think so. I feel Imagine like... that pitch too, eh? You're with the uh, producers and directors. I think it should be me. <laughs> I know this character well. I wrote it for myself. I mean, I think it should be me. That's why <laughs> I think Bradley Cooper keeps, you know, writing and producing films so he can just star in them or direct them or do no all kidding. three of them. Oh, my goodness. Now, uh, uh, Jerry says that there's... No right way to write for her, she said. But uh, the other thing she'd say is that uh, the discipline of time. Mm -hmm. So she says, phones outside the room and literally 
She says from nine, let's say to 12, just write and then go have a cup of tea because otherwise you get distracted by doing anything. Mm -hmm. So I think just discipline. And I think we know from uh, what we witnessed of her in the Spice Girls as pop superstars, you would know that there would have to be some level of discipline required there too. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And it's funny because when I read that part, that makes all the sense because that's what I try to do when I'm working on something. I'm like, here's a block of time. This is your block of time to get it done. So yeah. don't do anything else. And it's funny because when I lock in, I'm good. Yeah. It's knowing how to lock in. Sometimes mm-hmm. I forget how to do that. Well, it's super easy to – especially to – like sometimes to – like like for example, I was just uh, doing pr- uh, preparations for an interview that's coming up uh, with an amazing artist that I can't wait to tell you about. Her name's Kenya Grace. And nice. so uh, I was preparing for this interview with her and um, you check – I needed to check her Instagram handle. So that was my – plan was to just oh. check her Instagram and then sure enough something popped up I got a message from somebody else and I was like so I lost like six minutes right answering something on Instagram and then I was like oh this is into my time of like <laughs> needing to focus so then I put the phone away locked back in again but yeah it doesn't take long and it's funny because when you were doing research you just look at something else and you're down the rabbit hole oh yeah I think that's the whole I think that's Instagram's mo yeah let's get them yeah <laughs> We don't care why they're here, but we'll keep them here. Yep. They will definitely forget why they're here. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, so we can look forward to any development for uh, Jerry and her new book, The Falcon Queen of Falcon Frosty Crest. Lane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not called that. It's not Falcon Queen of Falcon Crest. It's Rosie Frost and the Falcon Queen, of course. Yeah. Did you wa- you watch Falcon Crest? I love that show. I watched a bit of it, but I think I was too busy going to house parties. That's what I figured. Yeah, I'm. I'm that would have been before going to the clubs, Kel. So I was, st- <laughs> I was still home on Friday nights because I think it used to come on because it was right after Dallas, right? So I think Dallas was on at nine, and I think Falcon Crest was on at ten on CBS. I told you that we started watching um, Dynasty, right? La- I think it's this year. I don't even know. I may have lost track of time because of. The fact that it's on every day on this throwback channel we have and uh, how awful it is. <laughs> I mean, it was – I mean, the acting was perfect for what the show was, yeah. which was a nighttime soap opera. So yeah. the stories are very over the top and and all that. And uh, they succeeded in that, the over-the-topness, yeah. you know, and – you're getting along for one minute and the next minute you hate that person and there's a chance they're going to die because they fell off the horse. It's just there's so much to it. So I don't think it's targeted at the, at uh, teenagers, which is what I was at that time. Yeah. And so that's probably why I didn't watch Falcon Crest either. Like, yeah. I, like I said, I probably would have been happier at a house party. <laughs> But that explains why I still watch soap operas to this day, like not nighttime soap. Well, I, I suppose some of my shows are probably nighttime soap operas, but still a big fan of The Young and the Restless. So, Yeah, I think there's something about daytime soap so that you're okay with being, what they're doing. Yeah. But you know what I said? They, and it's funny, and I don't know if you'll agree to this, but I said this to my brother. Uh, I said, because I remember being young and watching Young and the Restless or General Hospital at the time. I was a big GH fan too. And some of the plot lines, you're like, this is so ridiculous. Like, this would never happen, right? But then right. you grow up and you go through things. And then I told my brother, like, probably at least 10, 12 years ago, I'm like, Young and the Restless is not that far off. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. in some of the crazy stuff, yes, it is. But in yeah. some of the relationshipy stuff, you're like, oh, yeah, I could see how yeah. this could happen. <laughs> so. 
That's very telling, Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can see it. <laughs> All right, Kel. There's no easy way to get here. Okay. But I think we're ready for trivia. All right. 90s. <laughs> now. Trivia. Bing bong. Like, here we go. <laughs> um, so we'll start with art and literature. Who oh, wrote I can't the wait. Go- who wrote the God of Small Things? Um, Patrick Conroy. No. Arun I think Hattie? that's my go-to uh, answer, by the way. That's your go-to? Okay. Who is, is he a, a crime writer or who is that? I'm not even sure if that's his, his real name because every time I say it, I'm like, I know Pat Conroy. Um, <laughs> Sharon, is that his gnome de plume? <laughs> Ooh, maybe fancy <laughs> Kelly. Um... Anyways, Kel, what's the answer? <laughs> Ar- Arundati Roy. I don't, I, I so, like, do you think I'm going to know the answer I to do. this question? Yeah. Oh, okay, well, I appreciate that. Yeah. I should act like I, sh- I knew it. Yeah. Well, Let's you always say, like, say Darn it, confidence. I knew that one. Yeah. Say it with confidence. <laughs> um, so this should be more down your line of, here we are, pop culture. Um, oh, yeah. Which flavored beverage is claimed to have turned a child's skin orange after she drank seven glasses a day? Oh, my gosh. Uh, is it Orange Crash? Are you ready? Or is You're it gonna, Tang? Sorry, Sunny Delight. Sunny D. Remember those commercials? They were pretty, like, on high rotation for a while. Sunny D. Yeah. Yep. And they made it catchy by calling it Sunny D because it was Sunny Delight, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, from if memory serves, when I did try it, it wasn't up my alley. Too sweet, right? Yeah. 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 A little too sunshine. Little, t- little too sunny. D. Heavy on the sunny. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of D. It was too much. Wow. And turns turns children orange. <laughs> what a time it was. <laughs> Welcome to the 90s. And we'll say that I don't know if this was confirmed or denied a la Jerry Halliwell. But... Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a great question, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so we were talking about uh, Julia Roberts getting asked a question that uh, she'd never been asked before. Isn't that crazy? The question was out of a conversation slash interview with Andy Cohen mm-hmm. on his show. And a uh, normal question, I think, to you know, reading an article about it, but she said, that's a really good question. I've never been asked it. Uh, but the, uh, the question was, what movie would you like to do a follow-up to? And she quickly answered my best friend's wedding. Yep. So I say, you're Julia Roberts. You can do anything. She can make it happen. Ella Mariah Carey. Imagine that. Yeah. And I, I watched, think I don't the, know if you watched the clip, but I watched the clip from that article and uh, yeah. she answered very fast. Like it, like when they said that in the article that she answered quickly, she in fact yeah. answered quickly. Like there was not missing a beat. It was like she repeated the question and then she was like, oh, uh, you know, my best friend's wedding. I think it would, uh, it would have aged really well. That's 26 years later, right? 97? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, imagine Dermot Mulroney, Cameron Diaz. And I haven't seen Rupert Everett in I don't think ages. I've seen him since that movie. <laughs> Thanks. So. He was so handsome and lovely. Wasn't he friends with Madonna also? I think so. Yeah. She had all the gay men. Yeah. As friends, of course. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> elsewhere, I, so there's 
there's no word on whether or not whether or not that will happen. But wouldn't it be great if it did? But now it's out in the universe, and Dermot exactly. McDoom, well, whatever his name is, went on. Is it Dermot Mulroney? I always confuse him and the other one. There's like two of them that have similar uh, names: Dermot Mulroney and Dylan McDermott. Yes, those yeah. two. I confuse yeah. them all the time. Sorry, boys. Um, <laughs> he's gone on record saying that he has wanted this to happen since like 1997. To have a sequel. Okay, well, let's do it. We are ready for it, you guys. Ready. So is Shadow. Shadow is ready. There's Shadow. He's a sweet baby. For our audio listeners, Shadow, Sharon's dog, has made an appearance. Yeah. He has, like, he's... one of the best side profiles in life. He's pretty chill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Julia Roberts knew that he won't look in the camera, but I can force it. There it is. Oh, oh. hi, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> there. Side eye. There we are. Um, Julie Roberts, her new movie on Netflix, uh, Leave the World Behind. Mm-hmm. Did you watch it? No. Okay. I'm contemplating watching it, but just the trailer freaks me out. What's it about, Sharon? I have no idea. I think it's about the end of the world. Okay, I won't be watching. And how Kevin Bacon has some clue as to why it's all happening. <laughs> Haven't you been paying attention? I think is the question he asks. Too much. I just think that, I don't know, there's like animals that all of a sudden run in the same direction and there's birds that fly in the same pattern and then there's like swarms of like flies and stuff. I say, run in the car and close the vents. <laughs> drive. Drive till you can't drive anymore. Just be ready. Do you have a end of the world preparedness kit, Sharon? Well, no, but I think <laughs> I think you got to close the windows. Yeah. So the bugs don't get in. And I think I live with the windows closed anyways, and yet spiders always get in. So I think we're doomed, Kelly. <laughs> I don't know, man. This show has taken a turn. <laughs> I know. Anyways, let's get back to the 90s when I wasn't scared at all. Yeah. <laughs> Except in your hammer pants. Exactly. Well, other people were scared. Did she steal a loaf of bread in those pants? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she did. Maybe she did. Yeah. Um, so six years of sobriety later and Charlie Sheen barely recognizes himself, right? Mm -hmm. Meaning when he sees, he recognizes himself now, no problem. Mm -hmm. And clearly the stuff that he was doing uh, six years ago and further beyond, I don't think many of us recognize what he was doing. So he's in good company. But uh, nice that he is clean and able to identify things that he won't do. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Fingers crossed. He sounds like he's really uh, locked and loaded, like in right, the right direction. So, And that's healthy. Yeah. And especially because it sounds like he really wants to be a good dad to his offspring. So that's important also. His offspring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but do you remember the, I... the tiger blood situation? That was such a weird time. Yes. Because he was winning. Remember that yeah. whole thing? Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> Got it, fella. I remember he went on, like, a short-lived tour, like, where he just was taking tickets and, like, you could go watch him rant. Remember that? Yeah. Imagine, like, we could have just done that for free on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Which we were doing, yeah. basically. Yeah. Uh, but I just thought it was uh, nice to throw that in. He's mm -hmm. good. He's moving forward. It's not interesting also that uh, John Cryer, who, he, who was uh, one of the two and a half men, yeah. has a new sitcom now oh, i don't really? remember the name of it yep oh. him and uh that guy that was on scrubs oh what's i know who you mean donald i'm forgetting his name something also. donald Faison? is that it oh yeah mm -hmm. yeah him yeah so that's nice 
Um, just quick sidebar before you continue. Uh, so you know how Frasier has been out the the uh, they don't want to even call it a reboot. It's like a it's like a because it's not you know most of the characters are not back. Just Frasier. Right. Yep. Um, although Roz does make an appearance in the finale, by the way. Um, nice. So I started watching the first episode, and I'd heard bad things about it that it was like not good and like whatever. But <laughs> that I have... is a bad thing to hear about a new show. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, uh, but they are getting a second season, and like I said, I've only watched one episode. But I have to tell you, the moment I heard Kelsey Grammer, you know, on and saw him on screen and be Frasier, I felt this like amazing sense of like. All is right with the world because it just made me feel like we were back in the 90s and everything was okay. That's cool. And where is that on Paramount Plus? Paramount Plus. That's where I watched it. Yep. Cool. Yep. So that's another cool thing I think about uh, platform services like that is that it's not just in North America. Like mm-hmm. we have access to stuff from everywhere, mm-hmm. which is really cool. So for any of our um, folks listening in the UK, yep. Frasier. Yeah. Is a show. Yeah. And my last point for that or my main point to for telling you all that is that um I think that what the the people's problems was is like it's hard to see him without everybody else. Yeah. So you need to give like cuz even me in the first couple of minutes I was like where's Roz? You know like you just yeah. <laughs> you know or where's Daphne and and Niles and but he's such a strong anchor that I, we just have to give the other characters time to estab- establish themselves as characters. And, you know, because uh, even like the, he has a uh, a character on the show that plays Niles and Daphne's son. Oh, yeah. I can't remember his name because Frederick is his own son, but I can't remember yeah. what, what their son was called. But anyways, the actor that plays him actually looks like he could be quite funny. He's very oh, good cool. with being awkward and weird. And so I think like he will grow on people. So. Okay. So so give the, the show a, a chance is what I'm saying. Well, the interesting thing, too, about Roz not being there is that that's typical radio. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> the uh, staff changes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's physically moved uh, the show. And he said actually in an article that I read that had more cast members come back, they would have kept it in Seattle. But because right. nobody came back, they moved the show back to Boston. And so he uh, actually sings the theme song with a Boston reference. Oh, cool. And remember how like the Space Needle was like in the, gra- yeah. you know, in the show graphic? You actually see the Space Needle, but then an, an airplane flying away. Oh, cool. So that's, so it, it's really cool how they've done it. And I give him and, and the, the team credit for trying to give this a go. And I think everybody should give it a go also. And she's not being paid to say that. No. And by the way, she, Kelsey Grammer looks amazing. Like That's good. He still looks like he could be from 20 years ago. Wow. So he's doing something right. That's good. Well, we've got a nice story also of moving on for mm-hmm. Bob Saget's widow. Mm-hmm. Because we're coming up on the second anniversary of his passing. Crazy. Isn't that wild? Like, it doesn't seem like that long ago. Mm-hmm. Now, um, for his daughters, uh, they've given her their blessing to move on, move forward with her life. Yep. I don't, I'm totally blanking on her first name right Kelly. now. Kelly? Rizzo. Kelly Rizzo. Rizzo, right. Yep. Um, and what she says about that permission from his grown-up daughters like they're in their 30s mm-hmm. she says it's meant everything that even though it's something that you don't think you need permission for it meant everything to me to have their blessing and just knowing that they want me to be happy and that they love me to the point where she spent the first christmas so last christmas with one of the daughters who came to 
her family's Christmas celebrations so that they would be together. And uh, they'll do it again this year, she said. Yeah, I thought that was amazing. Yeah, it's really nice. So they, they have, uh, I think, once once you're in people's lives like that, you, you're there mm-hmm. forever. And it means something. So good for them. Yeah. I just thought it was uh, a nice, positive way to... Uh, to wrap things up, because it is sad to think of Bob Saget having passed, mm-hmm. um, and certainly sad for those that knew him and loved him personally. Yeah. Um, I follow her, by the way, on Instagram. She's a good follow. Yeah? Eat Travel Rock, I think it is, is her oh, cool. handle. And because uh, she was like a food blogger, right? So Right. Um, yeah. So she's just – and she she's had such a good – I mean, I don't follow her religiously. Like, I don't check her feed every day. But when I do see it, um, I've only ever seen her be – uh, eloquent about what she's gone through and and being honest, so I think people know you know it's been a it's been a road, you know. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. My goodness. All right, Kel. Yes, ma'am. We're at a time now where we're going down memory lane to do your '90s rewind. Do it. You ready for it? Go. Well, fun fact about the handful of songs that is slightly bigger today because I wanted to mention that for this particular week on the charts. Back in 1995, the top five songs were the same top five from the week before. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah, incredible. So uh, number five was Gangsta's Paradise with Coolio and LV, Fantasy from Mariah Carey, Hey Lover with LL Cool J, Exhale, Shoop Shoop from Whitney, (laughs) and One Sweet Day with Mariah Carey and Boys to Men. Amazing. So that's one little handful. I'll also throw in the Goo Goo Dolls name because I think you like that song. I do, yeah. Uh, I also think you like uh, a song called Runaway. I do, my Janet. Janet Jackson. Yeah. Uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's from Deep Blue Something. Mm-hmm. So I said, <laughs> how about Breakfast at Tiffany's? <laughs> there was a whole conversation song. Odd. Anyways, thought I'd throw it in because it was in my head. Now I have it in yours. Yes, ma'am. And there's a song that we're hearing a remake of now, A Beautiful Life, right? Oh, Ace yeah. of Bass? Mm-hmm. We hear that quite a bit recently. That was uh, in the top 20 of songs that we were hearing a lot around this time in 1995. Such that a great year. is your 90s rewind. Good job, Sharon. Good job. Thanks, Kel. Yep, yep, yep. So um, I said, let's wrap <laughs> up this podcast. We that? shall. Uh, just a quick note. I, I'm sure you saw this already because you're the queen of rock and the queen of all. But um, Sarah McLaughlin <laughs> is going out on tour. How exciting is that? So happy. It's been a it's been a minute, as they say. Yep. Yep. So happy to have so. her doing her thing. And also just quick um, uh, new music again, as mentioned, uh, please check out Kenya Grace. Ooh. So okay. she's a British artist. I She's probably like 22. I don't even know if she's that. Um but she wrote and produced her song called Strangers, which has made it to number one in the UK. And I'm so proud of her because she did this in her, like, bedroom. And wow. the song is number one. And she's and she's a big fan of 90s drum and bass and 90s UK garage. So that that's a big influence in the music she's producing today. So it's kind of like a full circle moment for us to even bring her up because – yeah, she's got 90s influences. And she even says in an article, because I've been doing deep dives trying to get ready for this interview, and she talks about how much the 90s have influenced her. And wow. so, and, and like she, like I said, she's like 20, 20, like somewhere like 20 to 23, we'll say. And uh, uh, I just think it's amazing. So check out her song called Strangers and basically check out everything else she's got because she's very good. And she does it all herself. 
Fantastic. Yeah, apparently she became one of only two women apart from Kate Bush. The stat I don't exactly know, but like of writing and producing her own number one song. Wow. Good for her. Yep. Uh, I wanted to throw in an album to listen to if you're considering seeing Sarah McLaughlin live. Yep. And the album is Afterglow. Oh, right. It's so good. And also, her she had a uh, Christmassy album that followed that one, which are just so very good. And that's back to like 2003, 2004 time. Oh, amazing. Just those. That's it. There We're we go. We're all hooked up now. We're yeah, all hooked. That's now. the now part of the uh, 90s now promise. Yep. Full circle moment, Sharon. <laughs> awesome. Hey, well, thank you, everybody, for uh, for listening and for finding us wherever it is that you do that. Thank you to Adam for uh, his patience ahead of the recording of this episode. We appreciate his magic and addition. So we'll look forward to our next show, which will celebrate the season. And until then, thank you for listening to 90s Now. Still happening. <laughs>